Welcome, reporting to you live from Zoom. You are listening and or watching to Chais and Chisme, a podcast brought to you by World of Feriela. I'm Jennifer, aka Fed, reporting live from the Pink Palace. And I'm Daniela, aka Ella, reporting to you live from the Sirena Oasis. And Jen, what are we talking about today? So today we are talking about kind of a deeper topic than we have been covering in the past episodes, um, but nevertheless still important. And we're still going to try to keep it, you know, light and positive. And yeah, so we are talking about weight and body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. That's something you and I, unfortunately, and uh, many people deal with on mm-hmm. a daily basis. So mm-hmm. I think it's something really important to talk about. I'm really excited to talk about this one. Yes. As it's too. something that, that I still deal with. Um, mm-hmm. But first, how are you doing? I okay. I am doing good. Um, this week has flown by. Um, again, it's Friday, and I'm like, wow, what's going on? I just feel like it's Friday, but I'm happy. At least I know that much. But I just feel like a little bit in like a state of confusion. But also, in the fact that the week has flown by, I'm just happy that the weekend is here. Um, I had a pretty chill week. I which I so 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 appreciate. Um, I love you know I. Am sometimes a busy bee, but my preferred week is looking always something a little busy and also chill at the same time. I don't like to be too busy because I, I get too stressed. <laughs> I am the other way around. I love to be a busy bee, but this has been a chill week. Uh, we record these podcasts a week in advance. Mm-hmm. And so when you guys are listening to this in our time, this is election week. And yes. I haven't seen if the results are, no, they're not up yet. But things are getting close. It's been a stressful week for the whole country. The country is very divided. Um, and personally, I am like, let's get Trump out of out of um, out of the office. So it's been it's been a really like stressful and anxious week for everyone. Um, but thankfully, things look like they're taking a turn for the best, in my personal opinion. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so like for me, like that's kind of been a thing. But besides that. Um, it's been a pretty chill week. There's been a lot more balance. Um, I started dancing more again this week, which makes me feel really good. And I'm taking on some new challenges and, and just like the, the, there was a time change and it really helped my sleep schedule a bit. Um, so I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I didn't sleep that much last night because I, I, and I am Daniela and I'm an night owl and I just, and I feel productive at night. And so I did some work at night, unfortunately. It's funny that you say that the time change actually helped out your sleeping schedule. The time change threw me off for at least a couple of days. I, I'm still thrown off. I look at them, I guess probably because, uh, you know, I am not a night owl. I am a early bird. So uh, as an early bird, we really do judge the day and what's happening by the light. No, they, they light, right? So um, when we do that, I'm always like, wait, it feels like it's this time right now, but it's not. And so it kind of throws me off because I'm judging by the light and the changes of light in my room that I'm like, it feels like it's this hour. It feels so late, but it's not that late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely been getting darker earlier. Mm-hmm. And so I think my oh, I brain, think. my brain has definitely been like, because it gets dark like at six and before it was mm-hmm. getting dark, because in general, it's been getting darker earlier too. Mm-hmm. But before it was getting dark, like in the summer, like at eight, nine, right? Mm-hmm. And so my brain got used to the amount of time I was in the dark before I was going to sleep. Now it's like six. So by like midnight, I'm, I'm getting pretty tired. And before it wasn't like I'd get tired until like three, four, sometimes five in the my morning. Goodness. Cause I also, I deal with insomnia. Um, yeah. So I, I have a hard time going to sleep in general. 
Um, but this definitely helped me out a little bit. And also I overworked myself last week. Well, not overworked myself, but I just, I was up late a lot of nights and, um, and I got up early a few times too. So that caught up with me this week. Um, so I am grateful to that for me. It's been a positive change for my insomnia. Mm -hmm. Um, of course last night I did not go to sleep early, but that was because I was getting some work done. And then my brain decided to just go to la la land while I was laying <laughs> in bed for like an hour. And then I was like, go to sleep woman. But let's go ahead and dive into the topic. Yes. I had a question actually to start off the topic. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about your body today? Or this week, if today, yeah, or this week. Actually, that's a, that's a really great question. Mm -hmm. Okay, I, my body dysmorphia has taken a new angle mm -hmm. this week. Okay. Um, I started school in August as a full-time mm -hmm. student, and I was extremely nervous about gaining weight uh, because I knew that I was going to be sitting more. And I'm going to talk about it later, but a time that I gained a lot of weight was when I was, I was definitely sitting more. And, um, I have gained weight. How much? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't care, but, um, or I try not to care. Um, but I definitely have, and I actually don't, I, I'm, I'm getting to a place where I, I, I do love my body or I try really hard to love my body. I try really hard to dismiss those thoughts that try to tell me that I'm fat or that I don't look good. And, and I try not to scroll on social media. So this week specifically, I stopped scrolling on social media because I, I started to feel a little fat, even though when I look in the mirror, although I am curvy, um, I, I like what I see. I really do. But when I go on social media, because I'm a dancer, I get a lot of like dancers on there and, and mm -hmm. the majority of them are, they're itty bitty. Like, let's be real. They're itty bitty. Uh, makes me feel bad about myself. It even translates over to making me feel bad about my worth as a dancer. Um, so thankfully I do follow some accounts of some beautiful and extremely talented curvy dancers. Yes. And it reminds me that um, my, my, I don't need to change my body to be a successful dancer and I shouldn't have to although people have told me that mm -hmm. I should um but this week specifically so body we're feeling good right yeah I'm having a lot of body dysmorphia around my face though um my okay. face is starting to fill out a bit again and um I have worn my hair up once or twice this week and I mm -hmm. had to take it down because when my hair is up, I feel like my face is like, like if I pull my hair back, I feel like my face is really exposed and I have a double chin as most people do. Right. Um, but I, I've always had chubby cheeks, but because I have like, even when I was really skinny, when, because I have chubby cheeks, um, when I fill out on my face, I feel like my face gets kind of round mm -hmm. and, you know, I'm sure nobody else notices it, but I have been feeling a lot of body dysmorphia around my face. And so, although I'm really loving my body, you know, mm -hmm. uh, having the body dysmorphia on my face, is, uh, there's this thought that keeps happening in my head that tells me, um, you need to lose weight because that's why your face is getting fat. Mm. Like that one, I, I, I like that thought keeps digging at me all week. You need to lose weight. Your face is getting fat. Your face is getting fat. You've gained weight. And I'm like, but I like the way my body looks. And it's like, yeah, but your face is fat. And I'm like, I have that very awful evil thought process going on in my head a lot, which I'm working on in therapy actually, because it mm -hmm. doesn't, it's not limited to body dysmorphia. Of course. It's been very strong in that specific area. Um, but that's kind of how I'm feeling about my body this week. What about you? Okay. Well, actually that was in 
say to me uh you look great uh there's something i should say there's something about you this week uh that i just feel like there's like this that you're radiating uh and you, it radiates a lot in your face this week i've noticed it and uh, it's interesting because that's how funny how body dysmorphia works it's that i'm telling you you this week you just said even though i've you know you've had your hair up and everything but there's something about you like an energy that's like radiating in your face and i was like so to me it makes you not to say that you look bad before but like it makes you've looked exceptionally well in my eyes this week you know um, i appreciate so. that and like anyone watching is like is daniela about to cry <laughs> 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 for those of you who are tuning in for the first time to chise and cheese man hi i'm daniela i am a cry baby um, I don't, I don't do it all the time, but, um, I, I, my team, everyone knows Daniela cries every speech. Um, but I, I appreciate that because alongside with, you know, the body's more here, whatever I've been, um, experiencing a lot of depression, like very mm. severe depression, very, mm. very severe depression, unfortunately. And this week is the first week that I feel good or that I feel better, that I feel motivated. Mm -hmm. So for you to say that it's reflected in my face, which is the thing that I feel the worst about this week is mm -hmm. extremely affirming and like validating. So thank you. I, I appreciate it. Yeah. You, like I said, that's the way that body dysmorphia often works. You know, we don't really see it. And I think that's often what happens in my experience as well, um, because I do struggle as well with uh, having body dysmorphia, which may come as a shock um, because uh, given my size, people you know, usually imagine that people who have body dysmorphia um, are bigger. And I tend to have that as well. Um, but yeah, I'd say this week, surprisingly been a good week um, body-wise. Um, I think I had, I can't remember how I felt earlier in the week, but I will say these last couple of days, um, typically, as is a, well, over here, we talk about things blatantly. We don't, um, we try to destigmatize. I'm on my period this week. <laughs> and typically I've been tracking, uh, I've always tracked because I do just how often I deal with um, body dysmorphia is that I started tracking it in a journal um, when I feel this way. That way I could um, predict the patterns. Oops. That way I could predict the patterns and like, you know, kind of see what was, what's going on in those weeks. And one of those that I predicted before is uh, around the time of my period. I tend to feel very um, body dysmorphic around my period. And I'm not sure why that is. It could be the bloating. It could just be the overall blah feeling. Um, but usually I always mentally prepare myself and also just, I mentally prepare myself and just prepare uh, because I am somebody who loves to wear outfits. You know, that's my, that's a big part of who I am. Uh, I mentally prepare outfits in my head. I have these outfits that I have like that I wear on my period or when I have this body dysmorphia episode, because I know that if I try to wear, I, sometimes I will stray away from those like blueprints, but um, I know that I tend to feel that way. So I try to have predetermined outfits already set um, or at least silhouettes. Does that even make any sense? Uh, set before, uh, like, you know, beforehand. So this week, actually, I've noticed that I haven't had to, or maybe the predetermined outfits have helped me. Um, I tend to stick to like baggier things and looser things because I don't like to feel constricted. That's what makes me feel not only physically uncomfortable, but mentally like uncomfortable um, during this time. But I've been feeling okay, actually, this week. I've noticed that uh, maybe the baggy outfits and the, the predetermined things have helped me because I've noticed I haven't experienced um, too much of the blah feeling, the too much of the staring in the mirror and like all the self-criticism that I usually do. Um, I've noticed has decreased this time around. So I've been feeling okay. Now, I wouldn't say I feel spectacular, <laughs> but I would say I feel okay and surprisingly better than I thought I would. So, yeah. That's great. That's mm -hmm. great. Um yeah, body dysmorphia for me is like something that has definitely morphed. Like, you know, a lot of the times when we think about, when we think, of, at least for me, 
Uh And I'd love to hear your opinion. When I think about body dysmorphia or like who experiences body dysmorphia, um, I definitely think of women. Mm -hmm. um, And I think of all women. And I always think about the media and how, um, bless you. Thank you. (laughs) They just sneezed. Um, Yes. (laughs) I think about the media and I think about how the media pushes this beauty standard that is not limited to, you know, facial features, hair, but it's, you know, a big part of that is body. Of um, course. Media, you see it in movies, you see it in, you see it in porn, you see it in all across and in, in all different kinds of avenues of places, what women's bodies should look like, how you're beautiful, how you're sexy. And that always changes. And mm-hmm. so because it always changes, um, because back when we were like younger, it was to be stick skinny, mm-hmm. super, 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 super skinny. And right now it's the Kim K bodies mm-hmm. is like what's on trend. And, you know, there was a time a back when, when like being fuller was considered beautiful. So mm-hmm. with body beauty standards fluctuating every 10 years or so, every 16 mm-hmm. ish years, things change up. Right. Yep. Um, in like fashion and fashion yes. I think has a lot to do with body perception as well. Yes. Uh, the fashion industry, I should say. And, um, and it, it's, I can understand why we're never satisfied. Mm-hmm. We're never satisfied. We never see ourselves as the beautiful beings that we are because we are. And, and, and we sometimes, unfortunately, because it's being fed to us everywhere, we, we, can't see that that those dream bodies that we think we want are Mm -hmm. unrealistic our bodies are all built so 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 different so it's so toxic for us to be fed this idea that if you do this you do that your body could look like that and yeah sure our bodies will change and fluctuate there's a way that your body will look when it's thin there's a way your body will look when it's fuller but it's different for every person of course and and it's and it is healthy to and, and i don't think that there's like your body should look like this your body should look like that like that there's a standard of health as to what your body should look like when you're healthy i think mm-hmm. if you're active i think if you eat well um, if you're taking care of your body, I don't care what your body looks like, you, you know? Um, so I think that's kind of like what I think about when I think of like body dysmorphia. Okay. I uh, definitely agree because of the changing, um, the changing, I guess, trends. I don't want to say that bodies aren't in trend, but yeah, like the trends around the body types, um, agree. They do fluctuate. Like they have, you know, way back when, you know, fuller figure was, um, in and before then the the thin figure was in again and it just goes back and forth and it really is um you know it is detrimental and i will say it's like you know just develop me especially because everybody has grown up with their ideal you know like for us like we mentioned when we were growing up um the ideal was being really slim um and i also would argue that men also experience uh body dysmorphia oh, no they totally do they only have one ideal with us, at least, you know, it fluctuates, not saying that we have the better end if they're both bad, but with us, it fluctuates. Whereas men, it's like essentially like have a six pack or die. Like that's essentially what the ideal is. There is no room for either or. And I think that it yeah. just, that, you know, I guess you mentioned the trends around body, um, what body type is in at the moment or is being marketed at the moment is what's detrimental to people's like perception of themselves. And it's really interesting you say that uh, with the whole being super slim thing, how that was in back then. That's actually something that um, definitely affected me 
when I was growing up. Um, I'd say I wasn't really aware of my body so much as a child. You know, as a child, you really don't think about it. I never thought, thought of myself as skinny or big. I never thought of that. It wasn't until maybe I was towards the later years of my childhood that I began to notice things. But I always just thought like, Sometimes like I would like, you know, try to put on my pants or my shirt and it didn't fit. And I was like, oh, I'm just growing the same way you grow out of shoes. That's what I used to think. And it wasn't until it was brought to my attention that I realized that my body was now different and that what I believed about my body was not what it was. You know, like I remember that when I started like, I think I started gaining some weight when I was like 10 and I got comments about it from like family members or like just strangers commenting on me. And I was like, what I am or like you know I'm like okay and I was just so confused and suddenly every time that I went to like you know my dresser and pulled out a pair of pants and they didn't fit it was no longer in my head oh I'm just growing out of these clothes it was oh what that one thing that that person said that's true and that it began to be that since then um you know 10 11 and then eventually um moving on into like middle school and whatnot yeah that that was the first time i was aware Mm -hmm. isn't it wild to think that sorry isn't it wild to think that that um had no one said anything you would maybe maybe Mm -hmm. if nobody was telling you your body is different uh maybe not ideal that you wouldn't have noticed that your body wasn't anything but as beautiful as you thought it was. Like it was just exactly. a growing body. It was your yeah. body. It's not until, and I, I, I can share that experience. I, uh-huh. I, I actually grew up very, 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 very skinny. I actually did not become a curvy person until I was like 23. Uh-huh. Uh, but I was extremely, extremely skinny. And I didn't notice that, um, well, not extremely, extremely skinny, but like I, I got comments about it a lot. Um, and I didn't, I wasn't aware of how skinny I was until people brought it to my attention constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was something to me too. I never, we know as a child, I, I also questioned, did you look at other people's bodies? Because at least for me as a child, I did not, up, up until I became aware of my body, I was never like, my best friend is really skinny or this friend of mine is fat or they're like, they, I never looked at anyone's body. Uh, I, it wasn't until I, I looked at mine. I didn't start noticing people's bodies or comparing my body to others until people kept making comments about my body. Um, uh-huh. um, and people didn't, I will say, people didn't treat me poorly uh-huh. all the time or treat me differently. Um, for being super skinny, uh, but they did make comments, like a lot of really hateful remarks, um, calling me like anorexic and things. And I'm like, man, if you just saw me eat a plate, shh, you would not yep. say that. I scarfed. I had a fast metabolism. Yeah, and yeah, that was just your natural genetics. And I never see. I never had thought of people's genetics or bodies uh, up until that moment. Like I said, like it wasn't until like I started to really think about it as you know I aged from 10 up until like I mentioned like middle school high school that's when I began to notice people's bodies and being like oh my best friends are all skinny and then that became the body comparison thing and I used to think man and they used to eat they used to eat whatever they wanted they would have you know three slices of pizza you know and I would just sit there and think how like wow how come they're not how come they're not getting those comments how come they're not 
gaining weight. I wish I had the whole skinny genetics. I would always think that. And I think that was from that moment on, uh, middle school to like that. From middle school, I can say that I began like um, dieting and like having that kind of mindset of like, I need to be slim or I need to be something other. Um, because, you know, our view, you know, those who don't know me um, or didn't, you know, because again, we talk about people knowing us in high school and everything. Those who didn't know me at all in middle school, high school, or weren't, you know, aware of my existence because <laughs> I was not a popular person like Daniela. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, like, I definitely was bigger in those years. I definitely was. And there is like, you know, I always try to tell myself it's a work in progress, but I try to tell myself there was nothing wrong with being bigger. It was just the way I felt about myself that was detrimental to me, but there was nothing wrong with being bigger, but I was significantly bigger then than I was now than I am now. Can I ask Um, you a question? mm -hmm. And this is a little bit of a personal question. Okay. Yeah. When you were younger and you Uh were bigger, did you perceive yourself to be quote unquote fat? I did. Oh, 100%. 100%. Like I definitely perceived myself to be fat. You know, it's interesting because um, I knew you growing up. Uh I would have never called you. I mean, I would have never called anyone fat, but like I was Uh aware of who was, I I mean, we're all aware of of people's sizes, right? Of course. like, Like if people are like, you know, like, obese or something like and when I say obese like I mean like really like really obese or whatever yeah but like people like yourself who considered themselves fat I would have never considered yourself I would have said your body was normal see that I didn't think my body was normal I thought that I was too skinny because it's it's interesting that you talk about how like um you wish that you had that skinny that being being skinny Mm -hmm. but it's like the world is never satisfied because although you were bigger I was skinnier and people were still trying to tell me that my body was like, people were, I had a family member once, um, shall remain nameless. Actually, they're no longer a family member. Um, okay. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> I won't get into that. Uh, but I had a family member come up to me once in Thanksgiving when I was like, God, was I like 12? Mm-hmm. I was like 12, 12, mm-hmm. 13, something like that. And uh, for me, my dad's family is here in Peru and we're like, we're like the main family, my family. Like, it's like, I don't know, for Latino families, especially when you have families that are recently immigrating to this mm-hmm. country, you have like a main family and they're the ones that moved here first and they host all the parties. They have the biggest house. They're the most established. That's mm-hmm. who my family is and my Peruvian family. Okay. And my mom's family, it's spread out because they all got here at the same time when they were younger. Mm-hmm. Like my mom got here at 13. Anywho. So my mom, one of 15, huge family, big parties. We host as well. But so my Thanksgivings and Christmas has always been split. I -hmm. always go to two parties. We start at home getting things ready. And then me, my mom, and sometimes my brothers will go to her family side of the party. And then we have to come back. And in Peruvian culture, we eat late at night. Interesting. Uh, When we get back, we eat. And Peruvians also eat a lot. You know, like when you go to like, uh, like a, a Chinese restaurant, for example, mm-hmm. and they have like the big plates that are meant for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. That big plate is for one Peruvian. That's My goodness. So I, I have always eaten a lot. Like I was skinny, but girl, I could scarf it down. Like my friends would always be like, people need to shut up because no one's seen Daniela eat apparently. Mm-hmm. So I had, so because of that, whenever I'd go to these parties, I always had to pace myself at the first one. Cause I knew that I, Oh, sorry. I knew that I had a whole meal waiting for me at home too. Mm -hmm. And that I needed to eat there too, because, um, and my Mexican 
um, my mom's Mexican, my Mexican family parties, um, there was so many of us that we wouldn't all sit down at a table. Like it was one yeah. of 15, there was at least a hundred of us, 70, something like that at a house party. Like, and it's all first cousins. I don't even know my second cousins. So wow. we eat whenever it's buffet style. Mm -hmm. uh, but at my dad's family, we are the first ones here. Not everyone is here. So it's really small. We do all sit down at the table. We extend a table. Mm -hmm. like we, we sit together. That's beautiful. So I have to eat. Right. And so at my mom's side of the family, I always pace myself. I didn't grab too much. Also, I'm a picky eater. Mm -hmm. and um, I love Mexican food, but a lot of the food that would be at my family's holiday parties was uh, very meat centered. And I don't, I do eat meat, but I don't eat a lot of meat. I, I don't like it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I don't like it. Um, and I, I don't chew well, whatever. Mm -hmm. So my plate was usually pretty empty at my mm -hmm. Mexican family parties. Whereas at home, it was a lot more food that I liked that I'm used to. So it'd be mm -hmm. full. So one time I had an uncle um, who's no longer family mm -hmm. come up to me and say, hey, um, Daniela, um, you know, you, you, should, uh, you should really eat more. You should really eat more. Um, it's good for you. Food is good for you. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's good for a growing kid. Like, like um, eating is, is, is healthy. Like he was just giving me this whole thing about how I should start eating. Ooh. And I was sitting there starting to have an anxiety attack and I'm a crybaby. Like I, I, like I was the kid that at school, if the teacher yelled at me or anything like that, which they didn't do hardly ever, I would of course. start crying in front of everybody. And so I was sitting there like, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. And I was old enough to understand that he was implying that I'm anorexic. Yes. And I remember he walked away and I started crying and I felt so awful because I was just like, I can't say anything because you're not going to believe me. Like I, I, if I tell you I have more food at home or I'm, I have more food to yeah. eat later, like, or I just don't like this food. Like mm -hmm. I always felt very misunderstood when it come, when it came to, and food is a whole nother topic, but that of was like one of the first times that I became extremely aware of my, of how people perceived me because I was mm -hmm. so skinny that they thought I didn't eat. And they're like, eat, it's good for you. And, uh, and I remember I just felt so crap because I was like, you don't even understand. Like I eat so much. I'm not this skinny by choice. Like I, you know, and that was like the beginning of a, a little bit of a toxic cycle with food for me, to be honest. Mm -hmm. and I was healthy in the sense of my relationship with food. Yay. I will say definitely that there's, again, the relate, there's always room for improvement with the relationship with food, at least on my end, um, because it tends to fluctuate for me as well. Um, I've also grew up as like a picky eater, um, you know, and I never... See, what's interesting is that you got those comments and it is essentially what makes you feel like crying and everything. I don't think it makes you a crybaby or anything like that. It's just what makes you feel like crying is the negative attention. It is negative attention. It's not, it's not anything that's like positive. And of course, maybe that family member meant to uh, like, I don't know, try to encourage you or maybe he was, he thought he was doing the right thing, but it, regardless of the intention, it was negative attention. And it made it seem like, you know, it made you feel bad. And so I think that's something too. I, uh, you know, I never, as you eat, a little excuse me while I eat my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I will say that um, with me, uh, I was always a picky eater, I ate very little as well. And that was just something that was just part of my childhood. You know, sometimes kids have a hard time eating. Um, and you know, I was in case y'all wondering, I was one of those pediatric kids. Definitely, I had trouble eating. I was very picky, and my, my, I was one of those pediatric kids. And I didn't so, know that. Yeah, I was a pediatric kid because I didn't eat um, when I, you know, 
I wasn't really good with my nutrition and whatnot. So, um, but regardless, um, you know, when I, you know, developed all my like weight issues and everything, um, I will say that I think in like a dark thought, a dark twist to that, uh, those issues, those picky eating issues always, um, saved me from those kind of comments. Uh, because you know, had I had a, I guess, a healthier appetite, which unfortunately is a case for most people, you know, like you're, it's not, I would say for me, I knew because I've always struggled with eating and nutrition, right? So I know that my eating habits are not what's regular, right? What's not what the norm is. And like, you know, I'm probably trying to work on that, but a regular healthy appetite, if you know, and just a regular healthy appetite and being a bigger person, people criticize that. And because I didn't have a regular appetite, I was able to not get those criticisms because I was picky. So if the, all there was, to, if I didn't like anything at the part family parties and I just sat down with a salad, I guess that was like approving. I guess that was what they wanted me to do. I, that was not the reason I was doing it, but that's what saved me, you know? Um, and that kind of like sucks because had I just decided to indulge, I would have came under fire for like, oh, you should eat less. Why are you eating like that? you know, maybe because you eat like that, you look like this. And so it is terrible. It's terrible when people comment on your food choices and everything. And um, like, it only adds to the problem because that was only the first of many comments that was like, you should eat, you should eat, you Mm -hmm. should eat. I got it from other family members as well, Mm -hmm. um, who I know that when they said it, they meant well, they, mm-hmm. they didn't mean they didn't mean to hurt my feelings. I, of I'm aware of that, but that's not something you say to a child. It's oh not my God. Mm-hmm. like yeah, you don't need going like that's my thing, guys. Like really think about the weight of your words. Mm-hmm. And I understand that we have the best intentions, and you know we make we make mistakes. It happens, of um, course. But, but you don't know what's going on inside of someone's head, and and, and also so in regards to children. Matter. Yeah, and I was a child, and I got it from family members, but I also got it from friends, and 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 it developed into some like really bad eating habits when I got later later on in high school. Mm-hmm. And I will say, yeah, for me, uh, like I mentioned, my dieting started in middle school. I was never able to. Um, stick to a diet or nothing like that. Um, because uh, like you will say this hashtag Latin households, I don't know about y'all, but we're not really allowed to diet even if we want to, um, because, which I guess saved me too. I wasn't really like, um, at least I, I have to home. beg to differ. My, my yeah. home is the pillar of like healthy eating and, and dieting. I didn't grow up with chips. I didn't grow up with chips or candy in my house. My mom is, uh, she eats very, very healthy and, and, and we, we tend to as well. We do eat some crap, but, um, I like to eat some crap, but, but I, I definitely dieting was a little encouraged in my home. Okay. For me, I'd say definitely, um, because my family tended to be more, uh, working class. And so if sometimes if buying like Chinese food is like, you know, like it's going to earn save us a couple of time because my parents would get, you know, get home late from work, would save us on some time and save us on some money. Sure, whatever. Let's get Chinese food. Um, so we used to eat out sometimes and everything. And that's kind of like how the custom was. Um, we, my grandma did because she was the person who cooked in my household and she did cook really well. Um, she cooked really well. And we did use to eat her food sometimes too that she would make and everything. Um, but like I mentioned, like it's definitely um, with my dieting or whatnot, I was always trying to do. It was kind of seen as like strange to my parents, especially as like, you know, 
we would, you know, eat and everything. And then all, it seemed like a strange behavior, but I think that they, my parents have always been people who were kind of like, maybe like she's trying something new. I guess maybe we should just let her, I guess that was like their, their prerogative on that. Because, um, when I would just, you know, prepare myself this sad little salad that I was going to have in high school for dinner and they were eating my grandma's cooking, um, or anything like that, they would be like, that's all you're going to eat. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to eat this. I'm trying to eat healthy. And they'd be like, Okay, but I can tell that they thought it was strange. Um, but to me, one of the things that led to like my toxic relationship with food um, was that I could never help myself. I there was always there was snacks in my house. Not to say that we were like a snackless house. Um, like it's a mad joke about my mom not buying us snacks. Um, she did not uh, you know good. Like in my head, I was like, oh, they're not that good, like the meal But she did buy us snacks um, because my grandma, although diabetic, uh, she spoiled us as kids. She bought us candy. And she made me, both me and my brother, huge people who have like a sweet tooth. We love sweet things. So my grandma put that, even though she was diabetic, um, and she occasionally liked her own like sweet treat like once in a while. Um, and so she put that on us. And so we used to be like, oh, I want some candy. So my mom used to buy, have some candy. And so the thing is that I would eat my little sad salad for dinner, right? And then later. <laughs> I love that. Sad salad. The sad That's salad, yeah. That's how I feel about salads. I know some people are going to be like, salads are great and all this stuff. And you know what? To each their own. Mm-hmm. Like salads, you found some salads that rock for you. Dope. You ain't going to see me spending a dime on a salad. Some salads are good. I will say that. But the ones that I was making at my house were literally just straight up lettuce with maybe a little bit of tomato. It was a sad salad. So I would eat my sad salad <laughs> and I would go later, like at 10 p.m. I would leave my room, go to the kitchen, open up a bag of chips or like eat the chocolate that was in the drawer. And then I'd go to go to bed and I'd hate myself. I'd be like, what was the point of eating the salad? So it started a really bad cycle for me with food, dieting, and exercise uh, through high school and middle school and everything. This is at its peak in high school because I can honestly say that every year moving forward from 14 and on, um, as of I think maybe recently I broke that cycle. My New Year's resolution every year was to lose weight. No matter what size I was at, that was always my New Year's resolution. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. Even if it's just 10 pounds, five pounds, I had this thing every year. Actually, that's so, a lot of people's resolution. It is. I'm not going to sit here on my high horse and act like, oh, I don't want that. Like, I love my body. I do love mm-hmm. my body, but it is something I think about sometimes. Like, oh, I'd like to lose a little bit more weight. or And I try to justify it. This year, I, I did that. I was like, oh, I, I, I should lose some more weight for dance, right? And I tried to justify it with that. It's not, it's not because I don't like my body. Mm-hmm. It's, it's for dance. And, and I definitely struggled with it because I was like, if I lose weight for dance, am I saying I don't like my body? Mm-hmm. what is that saying about myself like but yeah like a lot of people a lot of people have that too which is is very sad mm-hmm. it definitely is and I'm, again apologize guys this is the fidget hour <laughs> my leg fell asleep so I needed to move my leg all right um I tend to fidget so much and I'm like why do I set up so many complicated things around me so that I can't move my legs anywho so and I gotta wait for my leg to wake up um but anywho so <laughs> Yeah, like, agreed. It would definitely, yeah, like you said, it's a very common thing and it's a very normalized thing to have that New Year resolution because that's, I saw it in a magazine. I saw it in a magazine that it was like, someone's New Year's resolution is to lose weight. And I was like, that's a good idea. And I started to have, that was my New Year's resolution moving forward and just led to a lot of miserable times in my life throughout high school. I was very, very insecure. Uh, My perception of my body and my weight and everything really stopped me from doing a lot of things. It stopped me from making friends. It stopped me from being who I am. Um, a lot of people always tell me nowadays, uh, you're, wow, you're so different. No, guys, I, I was this person always. I really was. Um, I just was afraid to be so loud or to be, to be seen. 
because yeah. I felt I thought that I needed to be as quiet as a mouse because the quieter I was nobody would see me nobody would see this person who I thought was fat you know and I was like I don't want nobody to see me I don't want to draw any attention to myself if I have to not be as talkative as I usually am I'll just talk at home. Like I literally was so quiet. I was yeah, I, I definitely, I didn't know that you were so talkative until we became friends. <laughs> yes. Um, it's a character because trait. Because we're trying to fit into how society thinks we should be. Mm-hmm. Because of whatever we look or our interests. Like exactly. what our bubble is. And like, as we grow older, like, you know, like I also am very different. I always think no one, it's funny that you always think that no one's going to recognize you or whatever. Mm-hmm. I always think no one will recognize me. Because mm-hmm. I also look very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I have colored hair. I've, I've, I've gained weight. I also, like, there's so, I'm very, very different from the girl that was in high school. I am still her. Her essence is here. But I'm, I'm a completely different person, too. Yeah, that definitely. Yeah, agreed. So, like, it's, yeah, I'm very different, I guess I'd say. No, not very different. I seem very different. But I was always this person. All my close friends are like, you were this person. I'm like, yeah, who, people who got to know me. As I mentioned, my weight really stopped me from, um, being who I really wanted to be and I used to I, I was a really it was a really dark time in high school at its peak I think maybe my senior year I literally I can't lie to you guys I and this is terrible um I realized um yeah it's okay I, I realized this is like a triggering thought to put out and I just will the full disclaimer we are talking about some triggering thoughts here and putting vo- and putting them in, in words so I just want to this you know issue that disclaimer to anyone listening what I'm about to say is a very triggering thing that a triggering thought that I used to might trigger people. Um, and I used to think this often, uh, but anywho, so just, this is, this is a disclaimer. <laughs> so, um, I remember I used to literally wake up every morning and I used to, I, the first thought I had in my head was, man, I wish I was skinny like my best, my friends. I wish I, I was skinny like so-and-so so that I could be normal, quote unquote, so that I could have a normal life, so that I could have boyfriends and friends and, join all of these clubs and be who I want to be. That pauses because guys, I was like, whoa, something's coming forward. And I was like, ah, this is not the time. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> First of all, yeah. mm. um, this is a difficult topic for us to talk about. And I, I want to like, I was going to say this at the end, but I want to thank you for being open to talking about this because I know this is really hard for you. It's hard for me too. Um, but like, there's so much bravery in talking about our experiences. So whatever needs to come forward, this is, WAF is a safe space Mm -hmm. to talk about difficult topics. We're having conversation here. There's no right. There's no wrong. There's just experience. There's just living and there's authenticity here. And if this, I knew this was going to make me emotional to talk about. Oh, I, thought I said, I knew you were going to cry. I was like, oh my God, no. <laughs> guys, guys, this is the rare sighting. The rare sighting, Bay is, is crying a little bit. Is. That's okay yeah, because tears are human. Tears are they human. Are. Tears they are normal. Are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to get some chai to calm myself down. You know, like the baby with the bottles. <laughs> a little bit chai to, uh, to feel comfort. So, okay. Um, we're back now, people. <laughs> so, um, so, yes, uh, that was a very toxic thought that I had literally every single day of my life, senior year. And I was like, whoa, this is getting out of control. Um, and again, like I mentioned to me, uh, I used to have a lot of dark thoughts about myself. I never had... Um, at the time, I used to rationalize it as you don't have the self-control to diet. You don't have the self-control to be thin, to exercise, da, 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 right? I, oh, yeah, I forgot to mention this also gave me a bad um, cycle with exercising. Uh, I would start weeks of exercising, and then I'd be like, yes, I'm doing it. I'm losing weight. And then I'd fall off, and then I'd hate myself, and then it'd start to cycle all over again. So it was terrible. Um, but fast forward into, like, adulthood. 
um, the, yeah, I remember that I, you know, started um, community college and that was a positive change for me. I was, it's really interesting because it, I, I think getting out of my head and getting out of what people perceived me as um, allowed me to be more myself, you know, because, um, you know, I made friends with Daniela, as you guys have heard <laughs> in our previous podcast, in our first podcast, I made friends with her there. And I remember that like, you know, it, it just came naturally. My personality just came out naturally. I made other friends there and my personality just came out naturally. And I was able to be myself and that weight thing, that whole like, oh, I need to be not drawing any attention, slowly started to fade as I let myself shine forward. I began to like, oh, this is another huge thing too. It was like a fashion person loving outfits and, you know, makeup and just in general um, fashion. I remember that that was a huge stop in how I dressed in high, in high school. Like I, it, it was a huge thing that stopped me from wearing what I wanted to, from expressing myself. Um, it was more around that, you know, that marketing strategy people have is, oh, wear clothes that are flattering. This is what's flattering. If you are big, don't even think about wearing color or white. Wear black. That was literally, my, that was me. I was like, okay, I can't wear this. I can't wear that. I can't wear this. That was like my list. And that's how I based my outfits or what I used to wear around that list. And it was so constricting because, it sucks. As someone who loved clothes and everything, um, I used to think, oh, if I had this body, I'd dress like this. Oh, if I, and I, so I was really big in, on drawing um, at that time. And you know, in high school, I used to draw a lot. I would draw my ideal. I would draw my ideal body. And the, uh, the clothes I wish I could wear, I'd draw them on my ideal. So it was, a, it was yeah, I remember that drawing maybe holds that little bit of that, um, I guess that to me. I guess that's probably maybe why I stopped drawing. But anywho, Moving on forward, yeah, I ended up uh, signing up for this class at um, City College, which was like essentially use the gym for free. That was pretty cool. That uh, was so much it was fun. Cool. Okay, <laughs> it was we became fun. gym buddies, and like, yeah. we're the only person that I can gym buddy with because mm. I tried doing it with like my ex husband. I hated it so <laughs> much because you and I. This is actually how chies and cheese me because yes, we're just cheese me all of the gym time Yay! we would sit there and I would like lead us in what we were doing because mm -hmm. I've, I've always been extremely active yeah I, I would say this too I will say this guys get you a gym buddy who makes you feel comfortable yeah actually I'm gonna take that back you're not the only gym buddy that I have shout out to my best friend Adriana I've gone to the gym with her and I'm able to cheese me out with her that's really fun yeah. we just our, our our schedules collide so you and I have been the only ones that have been able to work it out yes <laughs> work it I, out Gym, but I know you're my only gym buddy because, uh, again, we talk about working out and being very personal. Working out to me was always very personal because, like I mentioned, it was a weight thing. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to wear clothes that expose my weight, you know, and that, that was a big deal for me. Um, but I said, well, get you a gym buddy that makes you feel comfortable. I always felt comfortable with you. And I always felt like I never felt like, oh, God, look at her lifting all these things. And I'm over here struggling behind yeah. You know, we always cheese me out and it, made, it took the pressure off of that. We'd sit literally on the machine, guys, and like talk. I always felt bad for waiting for the machines. We'd sit on the machines it's and talk. Like and we like, weren't do doing anything. We yeah. would talk while we were doing our reps too. I remember I loved, had a huge love for like cardio. And this time I really got into it. I got into the working out thing. Um, I would run on the weekends. And yes, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm not going to act like I was on some high horse and was like, oh, my weight loss was just separate. No, nah, I was getting some kind of gratification on the fact that I was like losing weight. And I did make myself for lunch a lot of sad salads. This this time, time period, although good for me, I also had some bad in it. I got into toxic uh, working out schedules and I was like, I have to be like, you know, working out every single day. I couldn't take a break. I, I would run on Saturday mornings. 
I was off from school and off from the gym, I'd get up early and run laps around my block because I was like, you can't undo the work, God forbid. So it also was a little toxic, but at the same time, I had, I saw a lot of progress and um, it made me, it gratified me in like a, in a way. And I think because I genuinely enjoyed parts of it. It's very complicated. Sometimes um, fitness journeys are not always great, are not always just the good and they're not always just bad. Mine was very mixed. Um, I saw a lot of good saw a lot of bad too. Yeah. It's like, there's the good in, in the way that exercise makes you feel. It does make you feel mm-hmm. good. If you're doing a kind of exercise that you like, not exactly. every exercise format is for everyone. It should feel fun. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, but there is bad in the sense that like, if you're exercising, my opinion, if you're mm-hmm. exercising to lose weight, the toxicity will start when you stop exercising because mm-hmm. then you start shaming yourself for not being on it. Yes. Yep. Yep. That happens. That's what happens. Especially when it starts to reflect in your body. Uh Uh-huh. That's what happened to me. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. That's actually what you were talking about earlier on is that you shame yourself for not, you know, for not being as active because that was me. Again, I couldn't take a day off. My day off was Sunday, um, but I used to on Saturdays, even though I knew I was not going to eat my sad salads because I was home all day. Um, and I was not, again, the self-control thing in my head that I put myself that I was like, oh, you don't have any self-control. So I had the self-control, you know, BS that I put in my head. Um, I thought, okay, well, at least what we can do is counteract it by running a thousand laps in the morning. That's what I would do. Um, and yes, I did enjoy running, but I'm not going to you know, sit here and say that it did not have the, it was not motivated by the fact that I needed to maintain. And that was, uh, that was bad. So, you know, eventually what ended up um, happening much to, um, well, this was a good time, you know, progressively because I was always like, oh, I, I can see myself getting stronger, not physically stronger, but I saw myself being like um, more comfortable in myself. I didn't notice the moment when I lost the weight. I just started noticing like, my clothes fit different. My God, I think I'm losing weight. I never noticed it up until a day that I randomly did. And then, um, yeah, I remember that I also saw myself getting faster. I would um, have to run for the bus. These are the days that I always took the bus and the bus was always, always running late. So I would always be like, oh my God, I gotta run after the bus. And I would run after the bus and I wasn't as winded, but I'd be like, I'm getting faster. Like, wow, something's happening. And I had a lot of gratification from that. But on one of those summer breaks that uh, was between, you know, um, the semesters, uh, I wasn't going to be able to use the gym because, you know, summer. And I was like, no, what am I going to do? I'm going to, you know, the guilt. I'm going to gain the weight. I'm not going to be working out. And I can't, I have no self-control unless, unless I am going to a gym. I can't, you know, stick to a workout schedule. So I signed up for a swim class. Uh, spoiler alert, guys, I didn't learn how to swim. Uh, I'm afraid of, I'm, I was afraid. <laughs> Swimming is a mental thing. It totally, I didn't take that into account. Um, I was too scared to learn. I wasted that whole summer. Um, so I did not learn how to swim. And part of me thought, oh my God, just, that's the way I'm going to stay in shape. Um, but then, well, you know, much to my dismay, I ended up getting sick that summer. I had a lot. I, don't, I still don't know what happened that summer. And I still like think about it and like ruminate. Um, and I had a lot of like, I don't know what happened. I think all I can, I, what I'd round it off to nowadays is that I think I had like an eating disorder that had to, that stemmed from anxiety. I didn't have an eating disorder due to my weight issues, at least not that I can make an actual clear connection to. Um, but I definitely had one because of anxiety. I was very anxious for, I don't know why. I don't know what my life essentially at this moment was good, quote unquote, right? It was a really, it was good. And I had a lot of anxiety and it caused me to have, you know, it caused me my bad eating habits. Like I mentioned, I already have bad eating habits, not unrelated to weight, just in general, my poor nutrition as a kid, I just had bad eating habits. It only heightened those. And it made me have really bad eating habits. I was always anxious. I couldn't eat. When I'm anxious, I can't eat. I stopped eating. 
And that's when I saw something happen that I was like, oh, that's why people do this. Um, when I was not unable to eat, I wanted to eat, but I was unable to eat because of my anxiety. Uh, I saw the weight come off quicker than it did at the gym. Quicker. I dropped weight in a month. I dropped like five pounds, eventually turned to 10. I reached my ideal quote unquote weight that I wanted to in the semester, the coming one that I was going to keep going back to the gym. I, I reached my ideal weight in that summer, but I was not happy. I was so miserable because I couldn't eat. I couldn't eat. And I was like, my God, I'm at the ideal weight, but I'm miserable because I can't eat. My body will not let me eat because I'm too anxious. My stomach is clenching up. And now I'm at this ideal weight, but I don't feel like, wow, great. And also I lost, I think, um, I think I lost like muscle mass then too. I, I don't know if that even makes sense. <laughs> Any like anyone medical students that are listening are probably like, what? Well, yeah, because if you weren't very active, you know, they'd, yeah. it's going to reduce. Exactly. It was like the kind of weight you lose when you are sick. Uh, just, to, just to sum it up to you guys, it's not the kind of weight that you lose when you're like, you know, trying to be active and like lose weight like I was earlier. It was the kind of weight you lose when you're sick. And uh, I got sick. And I remember that I lost a lot of weight. And the changes that I saw in my body only disappointed me. Because then in my head, now that now the body dysmorphia had morphed. Now, I was in my head, I was like, oh, you lost weight but you're still not the quote-unquote right kind of skinny. Now you're sickly skinny. You're not like fashion skinny. You're not this normal skinny. Now you're sick skinny. Now you look like, a ho- like someone that's been in the hospital. And I used to always have that in my head that I'd be like, oh, you're hospital skinny. You look like you like, got released from the hospital. And I, used to, and I used to shame myself for that also. And that was, led to a whole other toxic mindset developing. Um, because yeah, now, now, then we'll move into present day. Now, um, I eventually managed to get, turn that around and get somewhat better from that. And I'm still recovering from that. It's been so many years and it's crazy to me that, um, I think it's just the, the presence of anxiety and everything is just what has caused that block. Um, but yeah, I realized that like, you know, I, when I'm moving forward, I realized that it's like, I lost the weight and yes. When I, while being sick and also by working out and doing all that, I lost the weight with a whole combination of methods and everything. And I realized what I didn't lose was that toxic mindset. Because as you guys just heard, the mindset morphed. The mindset now was no longer, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight, you need to lose weight. The mindset morphed to something else. Now it was like you lost the weight, but you still are not good enough. You still are not how, where you want to be. You still have X, Y, and Z look at your body, you look, you know, it was still there. And that's what I realized, that's what made me realize that that thing that I thought I used to have every day in high school, of I wish I was skinny and da 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 was not reality. Because essentially people would think that I attained everything I wanted then, but I didn't attain the happiness or the, the feeling of like gratification that it I It didn't come with all the feelings you thought that it would. Exactly. It didn't make you happy the way mm-hmm. that you thought that it had the power to make you happy. Exactly. Because the truth is, that only we can make ourselves happy. Mm-hmm. Having things, these goals and whatever, uh, yeah, they're great. And you know, there's some gratification there, but, but, but if you attach happiness to something, yes, it's, it's not going, it's never going to make you happy because we, we live in a society where we want more, we want more, we want more. And uh-huh. we, we're never happy. We're never good enough. It's never, it's never enough. And mm-hmm. that's like a really big thing with body dysmorphia too. 
Yeah, I agree. And then that's what causes me to struggle with body dysmorphia to this day. Like uh, it's all this whole transformation in my body went through. Um, it still causes uh, this huge like challenge for me that I face like, you know, every day, every week, you know, I would say some days I have good weeks. Sometimes I have, you know, bad weeks. Sometimes I have good days, bad days. Um, but I still struggle with it because I realize that the what I didn't put work and effort into was changing up here, was changing what the thought was here and not the physical. I really, I really did believe that the physical would bring me happiness, but it did not. And that's like, you know, where we're at. And I've been trying really hard to like, you know, give, you know, be, you know, be kind to myself and give myself that kind of self-love. Yeah. I, I always think, and uh-huh. I wrote this down cause I wanted to make sure that yes. I didn't forget, but I always think, because I always tell you this, you, you hear uh-huh. this all the time, but I feel this way about everyone. I always wish, like I always jokingly tell um, they, <laughs> like, girl, you need to like go get your eyes checked. You need some new eyes because like, you know, we're very mean to ourselves and we don't think that we are as beautiful as we think, as we, as we truly all are, right? Mm-hmm. And I always say, I wish that people could see themselves through my eyes mm-hmm. or through someone else's eyes. Because I don't see all of the things that you see about yourself. I see someone who is so beautiful. And I always find it so funny because what I have, you want. And what you have, I want. Yes. Like there are things about your body that I'm like, dude, like like the things that you're insecure about that I won't name because those are, you know, those are Uh maybe that's a topic that we talk about later. Mm -hmm. Um, There are things about your body that you're insecure about that I'm like, are you kidding me? I wish I had that. (laughs) And then I'll be complaining about something. You're like, are you kidding me? I wish I had that. Like, Mm -hmm sitting here comparing ourselves and whatever, but I'm like, you're so, I, I think that you are so beautiful. You Thank always you. have been, but your beauty radiates harder now because you've come into yourself more. As, yeah, as, you. as Jennifer starts to crack away from being <laughs> quiet, right? Yeah. And, and for those who are listening to us, I, I just pretended like I was in a, a little chicky hatching from an egg. Yes. I love that. A baby chick. Ooh. I yeah. So, so um, <laughs> you know, we, we, you, you, you radiate this, like this, this, this beauty, but also your body is beautiful. Thank it's you. so beautiful. And you want to know why it's because mm-hmm. it's your body. Nobody yeah. else has a body like yours. And that's, in my opinion, that's so amazing. I think so. You know, it is, like you mentioned, affirming to hear that. And I think like it is good. And like, I, you know, just for, I guess that's probably a tip that I would, uh, so, like, that I would give to people is that hearing people say this as well, not only is it great for you have someone else uh, say it to you, because it is great. It is gratifying when you say this and other people say these kind of things to me. I'm always like, okay. It's all in my head. <laughs> it just affirms. Oh no, but I also but. want to un- make sure that y'all understand. It's not to dismiss your personal experience. Oh no, that's no, no, so personal to you. Yeah, more to say like, like, um, you are beautiful, and yeah. hopefully one day you'll fully believe it. I, I just try and to keep saying it until you. Yeah, it. I know, and I think that is really helpful. I would say it's really helpful to people who always say this to me. It's helpful because it pra- helps me practice saying it to myself. Um, and it helps me, you know, when you hear it from somebody else, it kind of gives you like the blueprint of when you say it to yourself. And, you know, one day I will get there. And like I said, like to you too, like, I always think that like, I wish you could see yourself from my eyes too, because you're always like, I love seeing your dance videos and everything. And I know sometimes there are some like insecurities that come forth, you know, whenever you post your dance videos and I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I see like, I see like just, I see the dance. I see the creativity. I see the talent. Guys, I'm over here simping again. This is just who I am. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like it's, uh, I see the talent. I see the creativity. I do not see 
the well, you know, not to dismiss your your you know your thought process either, but like I do not see the insecurities. That is not where my mind initially goes. I'm not like mm, look at this, not at all. Like I see what you want, what you I guess what you would hope people get from your dance videos and from your videos in general. Um, and that's I think another thing that I learned recently is that um, to give compliments not on um people's bodies, but the and like you meant the energy that they give, um, the their essence like it's their their beauty outside of their body because yeah there is so much your body is beautiful but that is not all that there is to you Mm -hmm. there is so much more to you and they're like you know there's like a whole symphony guys (laughs) it's a symphony hour um there is so much more to you um that is outside of your body and i realized because back then the kind of compliments that i did give was oh you're so skinny I, I wish I was that skinny. I used to, I used to give those kind of compliments, guys. I'm not going to get on my high horse. Um, but I learned to decon- to take away the importance of body and skinny and weight. Um, you have to take that away from the good as well. Yeah. So you are beautiful. Your body is beautiful. Um, but you are a beautiful person in general. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, now, my story is yes. very different from uh-huh. Um As I mentioned, I grew up very, very, very skinny. I was really skinny. Um not in like a concerning rate. I, I, I remember going to the doctor and I was always underweight. I was never mm-hmm. like what I should be. Um, I, now I didn't look like sticks and stones. Like those are my bones. Like you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, but, um, I was very, or at least in my eyes, I, I didn't uh-huh. feel like I looked that way. Cause I didn't think I was skinny enough sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also didn't, I didn't, I didn't hate my body until people kept hating on my body. I mm. used to get a lot of hate. Like, like you should gain weight, you should eat this, you should do that, or like eating is good for you. I used to get that a lot. And I was just like, I can't. And I remember the, the comments, they, they really got to me. And my freshman year of high school, my freshman year of high school was really hard. This was the year that I became depressed. Um, so and nice. it's also <laughs> the first time I was ever suicidal. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot going on. And part of it was the body dysmorphia that came forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried really hard to gain weight my first semester of freshman year. Oh I was goodness. tired of people calling me anorexic and hearing comments behind my back and things like that. And, and uh-huh. people hate on me. And so I tried really hard. I ate so bad because at home we didn't really eat really bad. Again, I didn't grow up with chips and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And my parents are very health conscious. And it has to do with the fact that like, I was the only skinny one in my household, you know, growing up, like, you know, like okay. my, my brothers were a little bit on the fuller side. Uh-huh. <clears throat> my, my older brother has a, a thyroid issue. So he's, he like, he's always been a bit on the heavier side. Uh-huh. Um, so I was the only skinny one, but so th- we were very health conscious mm-hmm. to help my siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just cause my mom, just, she's, she just likes healthy food. Um, but anywho, I tried really hard to gain weight. I ate a lot of crap, a lot of junk. I started eating. I used to never eat French fries because I just didn't like them. Hmm. I started eating that. I used to never really eat fast food because I just, we didn't eat fast food. I started uh-huh. eating that. I tried really hard. And let me tell you, I didn't gain a, gain a damn pound. My <laughs> metabolism was just too fast. Like, because mm-hmm. I've always been very active, very, very active. Um, I'm not a runner anymore, but I used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a dancer. I love, love, love to dance. I used to play volleyball. I have a pool. I swim. I used mm-hmm. to go bike riding on the, on the weekends. Like I've always been, my, my dad was a soccer player growing up. So like, we're very active household. You're very I, energetic. I'm, so that makes yeah, and my, I have my dad's genetics as far as like 
you know, mm-hmm. he's very skinny too. I look just mm-hmm. like my dad, to be honest. Or actually, my dad looks just like me. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I tried to gain weight. It did not work. It didn't work. It didn't mm-hmm. work. It didn't work. And so I, I think I tried for like the whole first semester. And then I was like, well, okay, whatever. I guess I'm just going to have to deal with the fact that people think I'm anorexic. And then it morphed, right? Like body dysmorphia morphs, right? And as my body developed, a lot of women have this little like, so this is like your belly, you you want it to be flat, right? But below the belly button, a lot of women have like a little bit of a curve. That's me. And I worked really hard to try to get that down. I remember at the end of high school because I was just like, why won't it go away? Mm -hmm. And then I found out and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Actually, don't correct me if I'm wrong because I need to think this so that I can feel good about it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. But I remember uh, learning that somebody said, I remember they're like, oh, you know why your belly does that? And and we were all like, why? And they're like, because it means that your body is ready to to carry a child now. Like apparently it's the way that the, the... your your uterus or whatever i believe i read that yeah that it's like people's uteruses i don't want to know if it's not true because it helped me come to terms with that part of my of course so if you discredit me that comment's getting deleted yes don't (laughs) don't comment it below guys yeah but anywho um (laughs) anywho yeah so i i i felt really bad about that but then i you know i was so i was always underweight in high school i Mm -hmm. i was i was I was pretty skinny. Um, I'm also short. I'm only 5'2", so there's like only so much, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then after high school, I started slowly gaining weight. I went through like my second wave of puberty, let's call it, mm-hmm. uh, because my, my breasts got larger and I started filling out a little bit, but not, I was, I was gaining weight extremely slowly, mm-hmm. extremely slowly. I was actually starting to really like my body because again, I thought I was too skinny, right? Uh-huh. So I slowly started gaining weight and I was like, oh my God, finally, like I was happy about it. I was, I was, I was actually pretty happy about it. And then me and her started going to the gym. And then when that stopped, I, I worked at a few fitness centers. Um, and so I was very active because I had free access to those fitness centers. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I got really, really fit. I got a butt for the first time in my life um, because my family used to joke that I, like I had no butt, like I didn't have a flat butt, but my butt was very small. Um, all booties matter. Small <laughs> booties matter too. Small booties matter too. Anywho, I started getting a butt and I started dancing bachata and in the bachata community, um, it's like, oh, you got that bachata booty because every, every like supposedly um, all the like bachateras have booties because we're like mm-hmm. bachata is very grounded. So you're squatting the whole time. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you're in, it's somewhat of a squat position. Um, and so I was like, oh my God, I'm getting the bachata booty. Like I was like really happy about that. Right. I was like 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my body dysmorphia and the gain weight started because when I was 21 years old, mm-hmm. um, I got raped and I, I got raped by someone I didn't know. I was, um, I was kidnapped and raped and it was awful. Um, and I remember the experience was awful because I, I, I got back to my friends and we had to get to, to the airport immediately. And I was crying oh, and I was goodness. throwing up because I don't know what the hell got put into my drink and whatever. And, um, so I was throwing up in the taxi I was crying and uh. my friends couldn't find me. And so they called my family, my ex, everyone was looking for me. So when I was found, everyone had to find out that I got raped. I was taken immediately to the ER had to mm-hmm. have a rape kit done. It was, it was an awful experience. Horrifying. Pause dance for a month. Yeah. I had to, you know, I got into a car accident right after that because I had a crappy job that made me go to work, even though the doctor gave me a, um, 
a letter to not, and they were like, I don't give a fuck, come to work, essentially. Oh, no. accident. It was an awful experience. And I remember being, I, I, my body dysmorphia switched. And I said, if you didn't look as beautiful as you looked, maybe you wouldn't have gotten raped. Oof. And so everybody wanted me to move on. Everyone was like, get over it. Like you got raped, so what? Like that's the way they were treating me. Nobody actually said that, but everybody mm -hmm. with the exception of you um, was very much like, you need to move on. And so mm -hmm. I shoveled that shit and I started, I remember, I recently came to terms with this. I recently remembered that I had actually gained weight on purpose. I wanted to not be beautiful anymore because I, when I was 21, when I started to reach that ideal body that I thought mm -hmm. I had, um, I actually thought I was so beautiful. I was really happy with my body for once. And, um, and it wasn't because I was trying to have that body. It just naturally kind of happened. Right. And so I tried to gain weight, but then I got really depressed. And then I, let's see what happened. I started working a nine to five and I was sitting more. I wasn't dancing as much. I wasn't going out as much. Um, I started eating my feelings. Uh, I became suicidal mm -hmm. for the second time in my life. And the problem was that sometimes I would be in the kitchen and I would, um, uh, trigger warnings to anybody who's had suicidal thoughts. Yes. Feel free to forward through a little bit if you don't want to hear this part, but I'd be in the kitchen and the knives would be there. And I would, I would, I would look at the knives and, 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 and I, I wanted to kill myself. And in the, in the cabinet, there was a bottle or not a bottle, a jar of Nutella. And my mind was like, eat the Nutella, eat the Nutella. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel so much better. So um, I started gaining weight because mm -hmm. What stopped me from committing suicide was I'd eat my feelings. Um, mm -hmm. And I gained, I'm not going to talk about how much I weighed the beginning at the end because of I course. talk about the number, but I am going to talk about how much I gained in the span of like four, six months. I gained 40 pounds in mm -hmm. that short time because I was struggling. I was struggling really hard. And I remember the moment I realized it. I knew I was gaining weight, but mm -hmm. the moment that I realized it was I remember one day looking in the mirror and I was wearing shorts and my thighs looked different. They, they weren't shaped smoothly down. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of like cellulite. And when I closed my legs, this like fat came forward that I'd never seen on myself. I'd seen on other people, but I'd never seen on myself. And I was like, oh. And then I continued to look up and I saw the way that my midsection hung over the shorts. Mm -hmm. And I saw how large my breasts had gotten and the fat on my arms and the double chin. And I remember being like, oh, we're fat. Shit. How did this happen? And I was in therapy at the time. Uh-huh. And I remember, or actually, no, I got into therapy afterwards. No, yeah, I was in therapy actually at the time that I, I saw this. Okay. And I remember that, you know, um, my therapy, because I was, by the time I was, when I, as soon as I became suicidal, boom, I went to therapy. I was like, uh-uh, I don't actually want to die, but like, I keep thinking I want to die. Yes. And, um, and so my therapist, you know, she was like, listen, uh, we will work on your eating stuff, but, but if you are between, I want to kill myself or I want to have some Nutella have the Nutella. Yeah. Have the Nutella. So yeah, I eat my feelings. I do. I do. I eat my feelings, but I'd much rather eat my feelings and gain weight than kill myself. You know, and unfortunately we're getting really real. Um, yeah. I'm in that point again in my life. I have had some suicide tendencies. 
um, mm-hmm. in these last, in this last month. Mm-hmm. And I am eating my feelings again, but I don't feel bad about it anymore. And I am gaining a little bit of weight, but you know what? I love my body. Mm-hmm. My body is trying to take care of me. And if I'm going to eat and I'm going to gain weight, I'd much rather be this curvy person than be someone six feet under the ground. Exactly. Um, I, th- I think that's a beautiful philosophy to have. Um, being skinny is, and this is also, like, I know it's difficult. It's a, there's more layers to it, and it is not just, um, you know, it cannot be just simplified as that. But being skinny is not worth dying over. It's not. And I mean yeah. that even in terms of eating disorders and everything like that, because, you know, I experienced, you know, my share of like eating disorders and bad mentalities and everything. And like, yeah, there's more layers to that. But I guess the overall blanket statement that always helps me is and obviously helping you is being skinny is or being your ideal body is not worth dying over where you have to say, yeah, you're no longer living if your life is just fixated on that thought. It's not living. Yeah. Yeah. And there's obviously more layers to why of course. I've had... It's, it's not just my body dysmorphia, but of it course. does contribute. It does contribute. Mm-hmm. Um, but anywho, I gained weight, right? I was mm-hmm. in therapy. Um, I didn't like my body anymore. Uh, that year was hard. That year was really hard because um, all I could hear was all the haters in my head that had told me I was anorexic growing up. The people at school, mm-hmm. the family members. And I stopped taking pictures that year. I think this was the year of 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, 2017, 2018 there are hardly any pictures on my Instagram at that time. Any pictures online were pictures taken of me dancing, not by myself. And I yeah. had tagged myself in a lot of them because mm. I, I looked fat. And I remember being like, I, I, I would see people from, from high school, or whatever, that I used to know on my suggestion. And I wouldn't add them because I was like, oh no, they're going to be, I, I remember I used to hear this a lot, you know, out of high school, you would always hear about, oh, did you hear so-and-so? Yeah, they this, they this, they this, this, that. We live in a small town. So I always mm-hmm. hear people talking and, People would talk about like, oh, did you see that one skinny person? They gained weight. Like I've heard people talk about other people like that. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, now I'm that person. Oh no. Remember skinny Daniela? She's hella skinny. She's fat now. I used to think that. And maybe nobody would have cared. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I used to think that a lot. And I used to, and I couldn't take pictures. I was like, I'm going to, you know, all of those people who hated on me, they're probably so happy right now. Daniela finally gained weight. And guess what? She's fat, right? And I used to tell myself that a lot. And it, was, it, it didn't make it easier that I'm in the dance scene. I, I remember when I really started to notice was I would go out dancing, right? And I stopped getting asked to dance. Not as much as I used to. I used to get asked to dance a lot. And then I would notice that I would be waiting a lot. And now, I don't need to be asked to dance. Like, I will go and ask people. Like, uh-huh. But I noticed that the amount that people would ask me declined significantly. And I started one wow. day. I, I, one day, I just, I thought, what, what, what's going on? And my mm-hmm. brain was like, it's because you're fat. And I was like, no, 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 let's not do that. So I, I remember I was like, maybe you have a resting bitch face. Smile. And I smiled. And uh, nothing. And I was like, maybe it's because you're like sitting. Maybe stand closer to the sidelines. And I stood closer to the sidelines. I remember I did this at a festival um, and nothing. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe people are asking people to dance while they're still on the dance floor. So you know what I would do in between each dance? I'd start walking through to see if somebody would ask me. Nothing, nothing. And then I went back to the sidelines and I was like, it can't be that. And then I looked around at who was in the sidelines. And guess what? It was a lot of curvy dancers. 
Mm. And it made me feel real crap because I was like, maybe that's not it. But what am I seeing? I'm seeing these other girls who are chill and waiting and we're not itty bitty. And a lot of the curvy dancers I know are phenomenal. They're so good. They're so good. And I used to get mad because I'd be like, some of these girls don't even know how to dance. And like, honestly, to each their own. Your journey is your journey. Wherever you are on your journey, keep dancing, right? Yeah. It would make me upset sometimes before. It would. It would make me upset. They missed out on on phenomenal dancing by passing up passing you up because of the way you looked like yeah or i don't know i don't know why but like who knows but like it would go songs and like i would ask people to dance but i would just be like why am i why has this decreased so much right and i did start getting comments of like you know like um telling me that i should lose weight to be a better dancer Mm. i did have people telling me that it wasn't just something in my head someone actually vocalized Someone actually told me, actually it was more than one person actually told me. And, um, I finally let that notion go this year during the, Uh but it it made it very difficult. It made me discredit myself as a dancer. I stopped taking so many pictures because I just felt, I felt so crap about myself. And, and I started weighing myself all the time. Like I started working out, like, I think it was 20, 2019 Uh before I lost 25 pounds. Mm-hmm. So I lost That's out of those 40 that I gained, I lost 25 pounds. Uh-huh. And I started to love myself again. But I, but I didn't start to love myself because of the weight. I started to love myself before that. I was severely mm-hmm. depressed, right? And I finally was like, I'm tired. I'm freaking tired. I mm-hmm. want to be happy. I want to choose me. I want to stop being afraid because I was afraid to go out because of what happened, you know, when I was 21. When yeah. I was I was afraid to go out by myself. I didn't trust anything or anyone. And I still struggle with that a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm very guarded. And, um, so I started doing things and I started being active again, not necessarily to lose weight. Like, well, Mm -hmm. yes, um, let's stop lying to myself. I I did become active to lose weight. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I ended up losing way more weight than I, not way more weight, but like I started losing weight fast and it wasn't so much Mm -hmm. that being active. It was because I also became a competitive dancer. And so, um, I just like, it started going, you know, I started going out more. I started going dancing more. So like the exercise itself that I would do, I don't think contributed as much as the amounts of activity that I was doing. And so I lost 25 pounds. I was really proud of myself. I was really proud of myself. And I, and I wasn't, I still wasn't skinny or whatever, because I'm, Uh I'm not that, I I think I've gained a little bit of weight. I don't know how much, but like, I'm, this is kind of what that 25 pounds looked like Mm -hmm. a little less, but like, you know, and so I'm not skinny. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm curvy. I'm not like huge or anything like that. I wouldn't consider myself to be someone that's fat, um, but I wouldn't call myself skinny. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a curvy girl and I like that about myself now. Um, but I really started to come to terms with myself and I knew that I wasn't skinny when I lost that weight. But I, I remember what happened was at that time, I also got rid of all the clothes that didn't fit me that I was holding on to because I was like, I was like, oh my God, I need to like all of this stuff, right? That's the sound of me clapping, by the way, guys. So for those who are listening, that was me clapping at yeah, that. Yeah, and I also accepted that I needed to love my body in all of its forms. And I would mm-hmm. look in the mirror and I'd say, you are beautiful. Like I used to do that a lot, right? And, and it worked. It worked. I started wearing clothes that fit me regardless of what the tag said. I tried not to look at the tag. I was like, if it fits, it fits. Don't give a fuck about if it's a large, extra large. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Put it on. And I would look, it's funny. I used to fit smalls and extra smalls. I look at them and I'm like, these are, these are tiny. That doesn't, that's like, how did I ever fit this? Like when I touch my bones, it's not even that wide. Like what the Mm -hmm. hell? I just, I'm so floored. Anywho, 
I, sorry, I started wearing stuff. The unfortunate thing is because I started losing weight so fast, mm-hmm. I was, um, I had already been looking at a scale, but I started looking at it more. There was a studio that I went to that had a scale in their bathroom. And I used to go there for events that I would do oh, I there for no. private lessons. Um, and I, every time I went, I weighed myself on the scale and, um, and when I was making progress, mm-hmm. it was nice. It was when I was making progress. It was great. And I was just like, yes, another pound. Yes, two pounds. Unfortunately, I became like really accustomed to it. So um, after I got divorced, I wasn't as active for a while. Uh Um, The number stopped going down. Um, It didn't like, I didn't really gain. And if I did, it wasn't a lot. Like I would fluctuate five pounds constantly. Um, And, but because it wouldn't go down anymore, I felt crap. I felt really crap. And anytime it would go up a pound, I, I, the, any confidence that I had now gained went away. I, this confidence that I found in loving my body, like it's funny, I would, before I jumped on that scale, I loved the way I looked. I mm-hmm. did. And then I'd see that scale and I'd be like, oh, we gained like two pounds. Oh, fuck. Now we got to lose those two pounds and then two more because we're still trying to lose weight. Because it almost steals the moment. It's yeah. I was like, because I want to be a successful professional dancer. So mm-hmm. I need to lose some more weight because. I'd had people tell me that I couldn't do certain things lifts and tricks wise because of my weight. And to an extent, there are certain things that maybe my weight will affect, but I'm very capable and I know what the hell I'm doing. And I'm, I'm a good learner. I, I sure as hell that the, the person that told me that was insecure about their inability to take in feedback and execute the movement. And they couldn't deal with the fact that a woman was trying to help them and instruct them. And they instead decided to minimize me and make me feel bad about my body and put the blame on me and say, it's because like, you need to lose weight. And good on you for recognizing that. Recognizing so that now, because I yes. did not at the time. Of course. And I said, that's good to know. Cause we talked about gain, recognizing that that comment that was said to you was of ill intention and it was not conducive. You know, how we talked about comments earlier on about how um, that family member tried to like, was trying to encourage you and whatnot, but we can honestly say that the intention behind that was not ill, although he did hurt your feelings and it did happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't seem to have any malicious intent. Whereas now it's good that you can recognize that that comment that was made to you by that person, it was, um, was malicious intent. Their intent was to hurt you. And when you put that lens on the comment, it suddenly is no longer something that is valid. There was no, there was no, nothing backing that. And what was backing that was ill intention and malice. Yeah, there, it definitely was. At the time I, I, I cared for that person deeply. And so I wanted to believe that they were just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I, that I, it, I that was a conducive comment. Yeah. You yeah. wanted to take it as like a, a, that they, we wouldn't had no reason to believe that that was a that was where it was coming from. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I struggled to believe it, but I was, but the comment still hurt. I didn't of believe that, that my weight was actually impeding. I, I mean, I did it and I didn't, but now looking back, anywho. So my therapist essentially was like, how about you don't weigh yourself anymore? How about you stop weighing yourself? Because That's we, because we were talking a lot and she was like, you know, every time you weigh yourself, you, you go back, like you, you don't feel well. So how about we stop weighing ourselves? Mm-hmm. So I have not jumped on a scale since January, December. Wow. I have no idea how much I weigh. 
I have no idea how much I may have gained or not. Oh, no, no, that's a lie. That's a lie. Um, I'm March, 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 April is I forgot. I did, I did jump into that toxic habit a little bit when you and I started working out. Mm-hmm. Um, but hard. ever since then, I decided to stop. I don't mm-hmm. know how much I weigh. I have no clue how much I've gained or lost. Um, my brain right now is like, bitch, you gained. Who cares? Who cares? Because when I look in the mirror, I like what I see. And sometimes I don't. And sometimes I do. But I, I try to remind myself what I told myself when I turned 25. Is I need to love my body in all of her stages. Because you know what? It worked. Uh, whether I have lost weight or not or gained it, that voice that tries to tell me that I'm fat, yes, she's there, but she doesn't run very long anymore. Because I... That other voice is like, stop it. Your body is beautiful, even if you don't see it right now. And, and something my, my therapist has been advising to me is to remind me that my body is beloved and my body is trying to take care of me, especially when you're um, anxious or depressed, have depression, sorry, that's uh-huh. what I'm working on, have depression. Um, your body thinks it's dying sometimes. And so it starts storing more food because it's in survival mode. Mm-hmm. So my body, yeah, I'm gaining weight, but my body is trying to. It's trying to take care of me. So like my body's trying to save you. My body's trying to save me. My body's like, hey Danielle, we're not doing so well up here. So we're gonna store this food because um we're not sure if you're gonna if you're gonna need it later. And so whenever I have those moments of feeling fat, I try to remind myself. She had me look in front of a mirror. Mm -hmm. And, and, and just tell my body it's beloved. And so one thing I tried um, a month ago was I, mm-hmm. I looked in the mirror and I said, your face is beautiful. And I said, you, you see these arms? They're beautiful. You see these breasts that have enlarged? They're, they're yours. They're gorgeous. The stomach, the stomach that, that is not flat. These, these curves, these hips, these thighs, they're yours. They're beautiful. I just went through and told them, I love you and you're beautiful. And it, and it helps. It's, it's hard. Beautiful. It's hard. And I still struggle with it a lot because I, especially that's why I've gotten off social media a little bit more. You see me on social media a lot. I don't mm-hmm. scroll a lot anymore. I literally just post shit and I'm out because I run into a lot of dancers that are very, very thin and, and that mentality keeps coming forward. And that's something I need to work on because mm-hmm. I keep comparing my body to theirs and being like, ah, oh, if, if only you were skinnier, maybe more people would want to, you know, be dance with you or something like that. Like that's awful. It's awful to think yes. that's where my brain goes. My brain goes, it's cause you're not skinny. Um, and thankfully there is a beautiful community of curvy dancers. There's, there's dancers yeah. with curves. There's other gorgeous dancers who are more curvy, you know, like my director on the Essencia, she's a beautiful, beautiful person. And this, this, a Zook dancer here in the Bay area, Elena, the rhinestone is a fucking amazing person for, for all bodies are beautiful and curvy dancers. And, and, and she's one of those people that I saw. She's an amazing dancer. You should see the stuff that she does that these women do the stuff, Carol, Roxy, Elena, the, 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 the things that they do, they're phenomenal dancers and they are constant reminders to me that my weight does not matter. And you know what? I don't want to lose weight to be a better dancer. I, I want to stay the way I am. I really do. If I lose weight, cool, whatever, fuck it. But I'm not trying to lose weight for dance anymore. I can be a phenomenal dancer in this body. That's amazing. And I will say yes. And it is, you want to surround yourself with what you would like for things that are positive. You said all these dancers that are like curvy and everything, and they're like reminders. And that is something that I'm trying to practice with myself too. Um, you know, is that I tend to follow accounts because I love, you know, I'm a lover of fashion and love, I love to scroll on Instagram too. Look at the fits and look at all the, you know, all the outfits and all these fashion bloggers. Um, they tend to be body types um, who that are not mine. They're not my body type. Um, they're not even height, my height. 
I'm always like, my God, her legs look so long and yours are short and stubby. And I'm like, yeah, well, this, this person is 5'8". So of course their legs are long. You could, of course their pictures look like this. That is just how they look. You yeah. are not, I'm not 5'8", guys. Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> I'm kidding. And then I thought I was 5'8". Um, I'm five feet. And so, <laughs> yeah. And like, I have to- There's some short girls here. We're short. We're, we're shorties here. Um, yeah. And like I said, like it's, I realized that I've been trying to also do that with my feed. As much as I love that content, I am trying to even out my feed so that I have content of people who look like me, whether that is ethnicity, whether that is hair texture, like we talked about last week, um, whether that is, uh, you know, skin tone, body type, um, just people who look a little more like me. It's been kind of a challenge to find them. So guys, if you have any suggestions, I would love to hear them. Please drop them below. I love to follow, um, accounts you know i love to follow oh, yeah. influencers and bloggers who look like me kind of. yeah that's, that's actually like yeah it's actually why i post like because she was talking about insecurities in my dance videos i can't tell you guys how many times i've stopped myself or wanted to stop myself from posting a video because i was like the content's great the content is great i love the mm -hmm. dance it's beautiful but bitch you look so fat and, and see in pictures right like i'm the pose queen right my dancers are always like you need to do a posing class like you're really me good too. at posing and i'm like you me know too. what if y'all want that, I'll do that. Like, cause I love posing. I'm really good at it. You need uh, to have posing class. But like, I still look curvy, but there's a way to hide some of those curves, right? I'm aware of like how to, I'm sorry, not hide. How to accentuate the body that you have is what I'm yeah. going for now. Not hiding my curves, but accentuating yeah. the body that I have and also allowing my fupa, my lonja, whatever to come forward. Cause who cares? But there are many videos that I've been like, there's, cause in videos, there's no hiding it especially yeah. dancing. I'm turning, I'm moving. You, you can see the way that my body really looks. Yeah. I've had someone tell me, you know, like they were trying to tell me that, that I have a really great body or whatever. And I'm like, it's because you've only seen me through pictures and videos. And they were like, I, I was like, I, I was like, you know, I, I know how to pose. And they were like, yeah, but you said it videos. You can't hide your body in videos, Daniela. I know what your body looks like. Unless you walk around all day like this. And a beautiful, huh? Unless you walk around all day like this, like, and you don't in video. Yeah, no, they, they, the they were like, you have an amazing and beautiful body. You are, you are extremely beautiful. This person hypes me, shall remain nameless, hypes me up so hard and is like, you are a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful woman. And, and having people like that in my life tell me is so essential. Surround yourself with people that hype you up, guys. Surround yourself with people that are like, no, your body is beautiful. You don't need to change jack squat. If you want to, if that's your, ask yourself why. If you're trying to lose weight because you think that losing weight will make you happy, no, it's not going to. Splash, yep. It's and you don't have to. Mm -hmm. Your body is beautiful. I wish that media portrayed that more. And I love that you talked about seeing people that look more like you. That's why I do the videos. That's what gets me to post the video. I'm like, representation. You know what? Be what you want to see. Post the video. And I, I, I cringe. I hit post and I run away because no. I'm always afraid that people, and, and the worst part is if a video doesn't perform well, I always go, oh, it's because you're fat. It's so okay. hard to dismantle okay. that voice. It is so hard. And they said, yes, I love that because that is actually something that, uh, you know, we just walk and this whole project has, um, you know, inspired for me is to create the content that I would like to see so that, you know, like I said, I'm looking for all these girls who look like me and looking for all these people who look like me to gravitate. And I'm like, I want to look for them, but I'm also want to create like a, like, you know, what is it called? The, the lighthouses. I want to create that so people can gravitate to me. And I they can be like, oh, I look like her. 
Or, you know what, I, I, I'm kind of like her and that will help me find, you know, people who are like me and who look like me and like, you know, have probably struggled with the same issues. And because I seldom see that. I seldom see people like that on either my feed or even in my day-to-day life. Um, or maybe they do struggle with the issues, but they're not they're afraid to open up about it because that was one thing that was very isolating when I was struggling with my issues was that literally no one, I knew no one who had issue, weight issues like me or the body dysmorphia. I knew it was very isolating. So I very much hit it under wraps. The people who knew about it was my family, right? But besides that, it was very much under wraps. My friends would have probably been surprised. I mean, they probably assumed, you know, just based on behavior and everything, but like they probably would have been surprised to think that I struggled so intensely with it because I, I hid it from everybody. I was like, I'm not talking about this. Like nobody. nobody yeah, same. Yeah. And so I think that that's why like it made, it made me feel very isolated. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, coming forward and talking about it that I realized that, you know, it's just, it helped me talking about it really helped me out and really like helped me be open. And I'd say another thing that you mentioned that really did help me out as well. And it's been helping me out lately. Like you mentioned, there are no pictures of me during certain years, high school pictures. I went ahead one time and during when I was in, in, um, in college, I went ahead and untagged myself in so many pictures because my body dysmorphia also extended to my face. I used to, but that's a whole other topic. I used to think that I was just ugly, you know? And so I untagged myself in all of these pictures and any picture that was of my body in a way that I didn't like, untag, untag, delete. And I did all of that. And then, um, so there are hardly any pictures of me in high school that I didn't filter through or sift through. And then there are like pictures, you know, of me in college that I did because it was like a norm. Instagram was like a starting at the time and it was like a norm to take pictures. And I used to, those, that's the reason why the pictures exist. But there, as you know, I was not somebody who posted regularly. And then there was a huge gap of years um, that I did not post because I felt bad about myself. And although on the outside, the ideal, like I mentioned, I had lost weight. I had now had my ideal body. Um, I did not post pictures of the ideal body because I was ideal body because quote unquote, um, because I didn't feel happy and that, and I just felt worse and worse and worse about myself. And that reflected in pictures. I didn't take pictures and that's an own, like its own topic of its own, but like, uh, yeah, taking pictures of myself, the, the most I have ever posted in my entire life has been this past year. I post pictures. I did one of the first things that ever scared me. I did a fashion lookbook for one of my, uh, for my Instagram. And I remember that I was like, girl, you, you can't hide it's video. You can't hide like pictures you can, but you can't hide if you do a video. Yep. And I did. And it was so much fun. And it was great. And I never thought I would because for I used to always put it off and be like, oh, I'm going to do my fashion lookbook when I'm skinnier, when I lose 10 pounds, when I'm thinner, when I look okay from all angles, I will do it. But I did it. And I think that that's really helped me in trying to, in trying to separate. Um, sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes I look back at the, at the pictures and think, oh God, you do look bad. You look fat. Like you look fat or I can see the cellulite or I can see the loose skin. And I'll think that I'll say that to myself and I'll be like, oh God, your thoughts in your head are justified. But I've learned to put down the phone or the video and come back to it later. And I tend to feel better about it because it takes some deconstructing in your brain. Oh yeah. I look back at pictures and videos all the time and I'm like, we do not look the way that we did, or I'll look back at when I thought I was fat. I remember like Mm -hmm. when my ideal, when I was leaving my ideal body, I thought I was, I still thought I was like kind of fat or whatever. Um, and I'm like, girl, you look so good. Like, Oh, if I only knew what I had then what I, you know, um, but yeah, I think so too. I think that is like the biggest like tip that I've had, what that I have, um, 
come across this past in this whole pandemic and this like we we'll talk about we always talk about this this pandemic has had so many bad things happen and this past year has had so many bad things but so many hidden blessings and this is a hidden blessing is that um there was nothing to do guys but get dressed up and take pictures of myself really and i will encourage people to do the same um take pictures how you feel comfortable if you don't want to get dressed up don't get dressed up take a yeah. picture of your sweats also, um, one thing I will say, because mm-hmm. although I'm the quote unquote pose queen, the I didn't always like my poses. It was it takes uh-huh. practice, guys. So like, I highly also recommend playing dress up and taking pictures of yourself. You're slowly gonna start to love your body. Exactly, it's worked for me. But yes, the first few times you might not like it because you might you're not, not comfortable in front like of it. the camera yet. It, it takes a little time, a little practice, and that's totally okay. But slowly but surely, you're going to start hopefully seeing a difference in the way you perceive yourself. And remind mm-hmm. yourself to be kind to yourself, love mm-hmm. yourself, and that your body is beloved. And tell yourself tell yourself that you're beauty, beautiful until you believe it. Yes, I definitely, I agree. And you know that thing about pictures you said, like, you know, it this takes a while and Let's say you don't love the first couple, right? The first couple you take, that's the beauty of pictures. Delete them. Hit delete. Don't keep them. Delete them. Yes. Try again. Delete those pictures of what your body looks, the before and after pictures. Yes. Delete. I, yeah, Especially because those, I used to hold on to those and they made me feel crap about my body. They were a constant reminder of where my body still hadn't gotten to. Mm-hmm. And get rid of the clothes that you're holding on to to lose weight because- mm-hmm. Your body may never be what it used to be, and that's yes. okay. And that appreciate yeah. your body now, and 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 maybe that's how you'll see changes, and maybe you won't. But at least what you'll see is a change in your mentality, a shift, yes. a slow shift. But stick with it, guys. Really, really do. It's been the thing that's worked for me, and not to say that it completely works all the time. Sometimes I still struggle with it a lot, mm-hmm. but it, it's helped significantly for me. Yeah. I agree. Clothing as well. Clothing, that's a big one. And I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, clothing. Get rid of those clothes that don't fit you. That helped me too. I stopped doing that. Um, buy clothes that you know, like that, that you feel good in no matter what size they're in. Cut off the tag if you need to. If you don't want to look at the size, cut that off, you know? Mm-hmm. And I will say another good one that has really, like, really helped me out with um, is dress um, how you are feeling that day. Like I mentioned how I feel about this week. I planned ahead of time. I, um, I know that these some days I don't want to feel, I don't want to wear anything tight. I don't want to wear anything cropped. I know that is like me. Um, yeah. And also, yes. yes, dress how you feel, but make sure even your clothes, that's your lazy clothes that you like it. Yes. That's what I was because if you wear me. clothes that you don't even like, like, how are you going to like the way that you look if you don't even like the clothes? I recently exactly. got rid of all of my ugly, quote unquote ugly clothes that I wear on my lazy days and I've <laughs> replaced them with lazy clothes, but, but I think it's kind of cute. Yeah. And, and I'll be looking lazy, but I'm like, yo, why don't we wear sweats more often? We, we kind of cute. <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> I have those too. I bought some sweats that I'm like, these look good. I'd wear them out. I'd, I'd go, I'd go to the store in these. I'm okay with these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, same, like I've done it too, where I'm like, okay, I don't feel like wearing something. Like I mentioned bodycon tight, short. I don't want to, I don't want to feel, I don't want to show any skin. Okay. That's okay too. I put on something that still makes me feel great. That's something that I love like this today, my pink. I know I love pink. I know that it makes me happy. So I found something that is like, I feel covered in and feel comfortable in without feeling like I have to wear black. I have to hide my body. I have to do this. Like, no, it still makes me feel like I, I'm wearing an outfit. You know, I am no air quotes. I did the air quotes. No, no, no. I am wearing an outfit regardless of what I, you know, what it is. This is the outfit. <laughs> so yeah, I did that. Those are my two biggest tips I'd have. What about you? Like, 
Yeah, well, I kind it. of blended my tips in there. Those, yeah, those are the tips that, well, the, my big tip that I had was tell yourself you're beautiful. Yes, that what is a big one. About like, um, cause me and her talk about this all the time. Uh-huh. Like, follow people that look like you. Mm-hmm. Follow a variety of people. Um, delete the accounts of the, the influencers or the beauty bloggers that look like the ideal body that you want. That's their body. It's not yes. your body. Follow people that look like you. Um, and this, I, I want to like, I want to thank you, Jennifer, for being open to talking about this topic as y'all have heard it's, this was definitely a long podcast It's going to be a fun one to edit later, but, um, this is definitely a long podcast, but this was a very difficult topic for both of us. We talk about body dysmorphia behind closed doors all the time. It's one of the topics that really got us into like, Ooh, we should talk about this on a podcast because mm-hmm. um, it's hard, but like, as you can see, you know, because you'll look at us, right? And and I know um, Jennifer has a, a way of how she feels about herself, but we look very different mm-hmm. body size wise, right? So if you looked at both of us, you might be more inclined to think that I have body dysmorphia and maybe not that Jennifer has body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. And maybe 10 years ago when we were in high school, maybe you would have thought the opposite. Mm-hmm. But it goes to show that it doesn't matter what your body looks like. Unfortunately, we're all struggling with it. And like you mentioned, men do too. Men do um, This is a place for everyone because I think feminism is for everyone, right? It is. Um, but, um, but just keep in mind where like, you know, we need to start being in the present, being in the now, loving our bodies now and taking care of ourselves now. Wear the clothes that fits you. I don't know what size pants my pants are and I don't want to know. I don't care. I go to the store and you can, you, you, you can ask me what size pants I wear. I don't know. I'll go to the store and I'm like, I think this will fit. And I'll grab like a size down, a size up, but I don't actually look at the number. I just like, well, I do look at the number, but I don't bother to remember. I can't remember. And it's because I don't want to get in my head about the number. Um, Also a tip that I learned from a a support group that I'm in is Uh if the number affects you and going to the doctor worries you, you're actually not required to get your weight taken every time. So you can request to not have your weight taken. Mm -hmm. Also, you can request to not see it because it triggers you. Just let them know it triggers you. It, it triggers it and it's, and it's fine. They, they won't force you to, you could turn around, look at that number, you know, talk to your doctor about it. Like, and, um, but yeah, you, you don't, you don't have to see that number. Um, if the number is a problem for you, don't look, yeah. don't look because ever since I didn't look, I like the way that I feel because I don't know what number I am, but I feel good in my clothes. I feel beautiful. And I need to apply these tips. Yeah. 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 So those are the tips that I have, but I think that that brings us to a wrap to this very long roller coaster of emotion, but wonderful conversation today. It definitely does. Like we mentioned, it's going to be a longer podcast than usual. I apologize. What you guys are picking up right now is the train. I live by some train tracks, Um, but anywho, sorry. Uh, But anywho, yes, it is is going to be a long one because as you can tell, this topic is very near and dear. Uh, This is a topic that's very near and dear to my heart. Uh, I've experienced it since I was like, you guys heard the story. Since I was very young, this was something that I even chose what wanted originally to go down a career path with. So this is something that is super personal to me and super near and dear to my heart. And like, you know, a, a topic that could go on and on for hours, guys. So thank you yes. guys for listening to us and sticking around. This is a really long one. Um, I want to say I'm sorry, but I don't apologize. This is don't. Don't. don't apologize. I'm going to really enjoy editing this one. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so with that being said, the chai's 
is done. My chai is done. Yours is done. And so is this cheese Thank you guys for tuning in. You definitely want to catch our next episode. You don't want to miss this one when it uploads, but you want to look forward to our next ones too. Uh, we upload on Talk About It Thursdays on the uh, World of Fidiella YouTube. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe so that you can keep up with all of our videos. Like she said, we post every Talk About It Thursday. If you are listening to us, you can watch us on YouTube. We'll put the link down below. And if you're watching us and you want to listen to us on the go, we will put the link to our Anchor account below. Also, make sure to follow our personal Instagrams to keep up with our personal life as well and the fun stuff that we do. All of that will be linked below. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. Ciao. Salut. Bye. Bye.